Hi, and welcome to Italma 2.0. <clears throat> We're going to start at the bottom of 2B in Moed Katan, the last couple of lines. We're going to go from there. Rava Amar. So what we're talking about, we're going to start from the words Rava Amar, and what we're talking about is we're trying to understand why the Mishnah allowed watering a field during Shemitah. So we say as follows, Rava Amar, Rava said, Afilu Tema Rabbanon. You can even say that the Mishnah follows the view of the rabbis who say that Shemitah nowadays is still biblically mandated. But then why would you be allowed to water the land? So now we're going to go to the next page. The reason would be is because the primary the primary um, laws of Shabbos do not would apply during Shemitah. But on a biblical level, the toldos, the secondary labors of Shabbos, forbidden labors of Shabbos, do not apply to Shemitah. And watering is considered a secondary labor, and therefore it's not prohibited according to biblical law during Shemitah. All that is forbidden biblically during Shemitah, when it comes to your field, are to do the labors that are associated with fields that are biblically prohibited on that are prohibited on Shabbos as others, as primary labors, not secondary labors. Now we're gonna bring a proof for this. Dirsiv, as the verse says in Vayekra, So it says, in the seventh year, there shall be a complete rest for your land. <coughs> it says, your field you shall not sow. Then it continues to say, in your vineyard you shall not prune. And it says, the aftergrowth of your harvest you shall not reap. And the grapes you had set aside yourself you shall not pick. So the, now we're going to show the proof. Let us see. Zemira b'chal zariah. Pruning is included in the same labor as sowing. Uvitsira b'chal kitsira. And picking grapes is included in the same labor as reaping. So l'may hilchasa kasvin rachmana. So why then did the Torah write pruning if it already had written sowing? And why did it write about picking grapes if it had already mentioned reaping in general? Lememrat, and it's it's to tell you the ahani toldos to teach you that for that you are you are biblically liable for these secondary labors of pruning and picking grapes but not for other secondary labors. So now the Gemara asks the low, and is it really true that you're not going to be liable biblically? For doing other secondary labors on Shemitah to your field, the Hatanya. But didn't we learn in a Brisa? The verse says, in, um, again in Vayekra, Sadchol, the same verse, Sadcholos is Ravacharmacholos is more. Your field you shall not sow, and your vineyard you shall not prune. Ainly Ella Zerua Vizimmer, from this alone I only know of the prohibition against sowing and pruning. Minayon from where do I know that weeding by uprooting, hoeing and weeding by cutting are also going to be prohibited on a biblical level during Shemitah? Talmud Lomar, the verse says, Sadecha lo karmecha lo. The way the verse is written, it says, your field you shall not um, sow, your vineyard you shall not prune. Now, really, the normal way for the Torah to talk would be, you shall not prune your field, you shall not, I'm sorry, you shall not um, sow your field, you shall not prune your vineyard. 
the fact that it says it in the opposite or the, the, the inverse way, which is out of the ordinary, is that it's coming it's it's uh, coming to teach us something. Sadakhalo, it's coming to tell you Sadhalo, your field no. Karmachalo, your vineyard no. And what does that mean? Lo komalacha shebe sadacha, the lo komalacha shebe karmacha. You can't do any manner of work in your field, and you can't do any manner of work in your vineyard. <clears throat> so it's a much broader prohibition. From where do I know that you are not allowed to um, trim a tree's dry branches, trim its excess branches, or support it from drooping Talmud Lomar so again sad hello karma hello the way the Torah speaks is obviously coming to teach us in an in a in a different way is coming to teach us something what is it coming to teach us that loko malacha shebe sadcha veloko malacha um shebe karmacha that no matter of work in your field are you allowed to do and no matter of work in your vineyard are allowed to do one more of these minayin shem ezablin ve mafarkin ve maabkin ve maashnim ilan from an order, I know that for a tree, you're not allowed to fertilize its roots. You're not allowed to take stones out that are lying at its roots. You're not allowed to put dust to cover its roots. And you're not allowed to smoke it, put make smoke in, or in order to, to get rid of the worms that are eating at it. Tamaloma, again, where do we know this from? The verse says, Sadachalo karmachalo. Your field you shall not, and your vineyard you shall not. So the interesting usage of the language is teaching us any manner of work in your field, no, and any manner of work in your vineyard, you are not allowed to do. And now the Bryce is going to continue. You may have thought that you're also not allowed to hoe under your olive trees, and you're not allowed to hoe under grapevines. Nor are you allowed to fill the holes under trees with water. Nor are you allowed to make ditches around the roots of the grapevines. So on that we say, The Torah says, Your field you shall not sow. So now wait a minute. Sowing was included in the general prohibition against working the field during Shemitah, which it says at the beginning of the verse, where it says, But in the seventh year there shall be a complete rest for the land. Why did we single out sowing? To also mention it explicitly, leha. It's in order to compare the other forbidden labors on Shemitah to it. Sewing is just like sewing is unique in that it is a labor that is performed in both a field and a vineyard. So too, only any labor that is that is done in both a field and a vineyard is going to be prohibited during Shemitah which is not the case of the ones we just said, such as hoeing under an olive tree or filling in the cavities under the trees with water. But what we do see, though, is that with the Brisa tells us many toldos, many secondary labors that are forbidden according to the bib on biblical level during Shemitah. So how could you possibly say that they are permitted? So the Gemara says, Midrabanon. When the Brisa used the verse to teach us that these secondary labors are prohibited, it was not using this verse as a biblical proof or as a biblical source. Rather, it is still just of rabbinic. It's just rabbinically prohibited. Ukra But then what about the verse? Doesn't the verse teach us that they're prohibited? So we're saying that the verses are not biblical source. Rather, they're considered a asmachta. And asmachta is a scriptural allusion. 
Um, it's a bit uh, it's a bit of a longer topic, but basically we have this idea that some rabbinic laws can you can find an allusion to those laws in the in the Torah, uh, you know, on a biblical level, and those types of rabbinic enactments take on a little bit more significance because they can find an allusion in the Torah, although it's not considered biblical because it does not say it straight out explicitly in the Torah. So that's where we are right now. <coughs> okay, so now we had just said that hoeing under olive trees is allowed during Shemitah, and now the Gemara is going to challenge this. Is hoeing under olive trees really allowed during Shemitah? But doesn't the verse say... The verse says that um, that on the seventh year you shall leave it and you shall um, forsake it. And this is how the Brisa reads. You shall leave it means you're not let a hoe under trees. And you have to forsake it means milasakal. You have to refrain from clearing the land of rocks. So we actually see that it's forbidden to hoe under an olive tree during the Shemitah year, which is contradictory to the brisa we mentioned earlier. So Omar Rav Ukva Bachamas, Rav Ukva Bachamas says, There are two different types of hoeings around an olive tree. Chad Avruye Ilane. One um, is the piercing and the removal of the excess ground around the trees. Which strengthens the trees, v'chad sesume pile, and the other one is the covering of the cracks in the roots, <clears throat> which really prevents the trees from drying out. Avruye ilan aser, piercing the ground around the tree is forbidden during the shemitah year, because that improves the trees. You know, that will improve trees. Satume pile, but covering cracks which makes sure that it doesn't dry out, shari, that's going to be permitted. Why? Because then its purpose is to keep the trees from dying completely, and that's going to be allowed. Okay. Now we're going to talk about plowing during Shemitah. Itmar was stated When it comes to plowing during Shemitah, Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Elazar, there's a dispute between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Elazar. Chad Omar, one of them says, Loke, one says you get lashes for plowing your field during Shemitah. The Chad Omar ain't a Loke, and the other one says you do not get lashes. Obviously, both agree that it's forbidden. It says it very clearly in the Torah that you're not allowed to plow during the Shavias, during Shemitah, during the seventh year. The question is, is are you, do you get lashes? Um, now, just quickly, just to explain that, generally the way it works with lashes is that you only get lashes if you transgress a negative commandment. And at first glance, the it's a positive commandment that tells you you're not allowed to plow your, your field during Shvias. It says, From plowing and harvesting, you shall desist. That's a positive commandment. So on the surface, it would seem you should not get lashes. So why is it that we have a machlokas? Why do we have a dispute whether you should get lashes or not? So we say, So let's say that they disagree in regard to the teaching of Rabbi Avin in the name of Rabbi Eli. Because Rabbi Avin said in the name of Rabbi Eli. Whenever the Torah has a generalization in the form of a positive commandment, and then a specification in the form, and then a specific, like that, then a specification in the form of a negative commandment, and then what it doesn't add is, and then also another positive generalization, 
Um, we say we do not expound it as we usually would a generalization followed by generalization followed by specification followed by a generalization whose law would usually then be that all we know from that is we prohibit anything that is similar to the specification instead what we do is we look at it in a different way we look at it as if it's just a claw and a prat we look at it as just if it's there, just as if there's a generalization and then a specification, but not a generalization after this, which um, which would then mean, when it comes to a klal uprat, the rule is aim beklal elamashev prat. Then the rule is is that the we only say that the generalization includes what is stated specifically in the specification, which would then mean in our scenario. We have a generalization saying that you're not allowed to plow your field. I'm sorry, we have a generalization saying that you're not allowed to, um, <clears throat> that you uh, have to keep your field, um, make, make it have a rest. And then we have a specification in the form of a um, negative commandment that says you're not allowed to sow or prune. And then we have a generalization that says you have to allow your land to rest. So... The if you go according to Rabbi Oven, we don't look at it as a specification, generalization, and specification. Rather, we just look at it as a specification and then a generalization, which is far more limited, and which would mean then, according to Rabbi Oven, the only things that you would get lashes for, right, um, are the things that are mentioned in the specification. And in the specification, the plowing was not included, so therefore. Although plowing is forbidden on Shemitah, you would not get lashes for it. Okay, so let's say man amr loka less laid Rabbi Oven amr So let's say the one who says that you do get lashes does not agree with Rabbi Oven in the name of Rabbi Allah. Rather, he would hold that in this scenario, even though the specifications that the generalization is a positive commandment, specification is negative. Um, and then the next generalization is positive. Um, we still treat it like the general rule of what happens when you have a general, specific, and a general, which is that you include anything then in the general that is similar to the specific. And of course, plowing is similar to the sowing. And therefore, it would be included as if it were there was a negative commandment against the so, against plowing. And then uman damar loka. And the one who says, you don't get malchus, you don't get lashes for plowing, is like Rabbi Oven. He agrees with Rabbi Oven and, um, and doesn't treat this as a usual general, specific general, rather just like a general specific. Um, and, and then if in that scenario, um, plowing would not be included because it's not one of the two things mentioned specifically. And therefore it would be prohibited, but not one, something that is subject to lashes. Sorry if that was extremely... Um, Overcomplicated. So now we're going to say, low. no, that's actually not the case. The Kuliyama, Leslie, the Rabbi Avin, Amr No one holds of Rabbi Avin, neither of them, Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lazar, neither of them hold of Rabbi Avin in the name of Rabbi Allah. So then why would one of them say you get lashes and one not? So we say as follows Manda Amr Loka Shapra. It's good according to the one who says that you do get lashes because he would, because um, <clears throat> he would look at this as if. He would look at it as if it was um, 
Yeah, it's good according to the one that says you get lashes because he would look at this as if it was a general specific general. And in a general specific general, we basically say anything that's similar to the specific is included in the prohibition, in the negative commandment. And plowing is certainly similar to sowing, which is included in the specification, and therefore plowing would be considered to be prohibited as a negative commandment as well. Uman Amar and according to the one who says that you do not get lashes, Amar he'll tell you, he would say pruning is included in the labor of sowing. And picking grapes is included in the labor of reaping. So if that's the case, why then did the Torah have to tell us about sowing and picking grapes? Explicitly, um, I'm sorry, why did it have to tell us about pruning and picking grapes explicitly? Don't they fall under the same category as the sowing and as reaping in general? Lemeimar, it, it was to tell you, to teach us that it's only for these specific toldos that there is that you are going to be liable for lashes, <clears throat> only these specific secondary rules, <clears throat> secondary labors, they're going to be liable for lashes. But for any other tolda, for any other secondary labor, you will not be liable for lashes. And therefore, plowing, which is a secondary labor, you would not be liable to lashes. Now, this market is going to ask below, now, is it really so that you're not liable for other secondary labors? Labors? But didn't we learn in a brisa? Right. So now we're basically back to exactly what we were talking about earlier, and we're going to show that you are liable for secondary labors. So now just hold tune. You're, you, this will all be familiar to you because we just learned this earlier on in the page. The verse says, "Your field you shall not sow, and your vineyard you shall not prune." From this, I only know of a prohibition against sowing and pruning. From where do I know that hoeing and hoeing under olive trees and weeding by cutting are all prohibited as well? The way the Torah says it is unique, and it's obviously coming to teach us something. It says it as. Your field you shall not sow. Your field, your vineyard you shall not prune. Why does it say it like that instead of the normal way? To teach us, teach us that no manner of work in your field and no manner of work in your vineyard are you allowed to do during the seventh year. So remember, and then next, and from where do I know that for a tree, you're not allowed to trim its dry branches, you're not allowed to trim its excess branches, and you're not allowed to support it if it is drooping. Tamalomer again, the that teaches us Sadakhalo Karmachalo Tar states your field, not your vineyard, not, which is, implies Kolmalacha Shiba Sadhalo, any manner of work in your field, no. Kolmalacha Shiba Karmachalo and any manner of work in your vineyard, no. Minai Shema Zablin Vema Farka Vema Ashnabi Elon, from where do I know that for a tree? One may not fertilize its roots, nor remove stones that are lying on its roots, nor fumigate it in order to rid it of its worms. Again, the Torah says it in a unique way, your field or not, your vineyard not. The implication being, any manner of work in your field, no. And any manner of work in your vineyard, no. Now, you may have thought that you're also not allowed to hoe under olive trees, and that you're not allowed to hoe under grapevines, and you're not allowed to fill the cavities under trees with water, and you're not allowed to make ditches around the roots of the grapevines. Therefore, the verse says, Your field you shall not sow. 
Zriya Bachal Hayasa. Now wait a minute. Sewing was included in the general prohibition against working in the field during Shemitah. So Velama Yatsa, why would it have been um, why would it have been singled out for special mention then? Lahakishilets that compare all the forbidden labors to it. Lomar Lachat to tell you. Mazaria, just like sewing, miyuchades is unique in that it's an avoda shebesada v'shebecherem, is that it's a labor that is done both in a field and in a vineyard. So, so too, anything that is a labor which is performed in both a vineyard and a field, that's going to be forbidden, not things that are just done in one of those two things. But what do we do see? We do see that the Brisa has many toldos that are forbidden in the verse. They'd be liable to lashes. And if so, how could you tell me that plowing is not going to be liable to lashes because it's a tolda, because it's a secondary labor. So we answer, no, all the secondary labors that we just said are prohibited are just on a rabbinic level. But wait a minute, didn't we bring biblical verses to support it? Ukra asmachta biyama. The verses are just an asmachta, scriptural allusion, not actual biblical sources, but rather scriptural allusions to a rabbinic enactment. Okay, we'll stop here for today. Have a wonderful day. Thank you very much and take good care.